What's up, everyone? Welcome to the 316th episode of the Pokemon Podcast. It's super effective. I'm your host, SBJ. With me, Will. I think you should actually call me Shakespeare for all the drama that I just created in the past 10 minutes. <laughs> uh, we fixed it all, though. Podcasting professionals. His, his name was also William. Uh, Greg, you're back two weeks in a row. I am back. It is me. Chaboy, do I get to co-op that at this no, point? No, no, <laughs> Bone up. <laughs> Bone up. It's Chaboy Greg. This is awkward. Stop it now. It's so good. <laughs> Greg, I also saw you this past weekend, too. You did. We played Pokemon Go for five hours. At, at what? Mall at of America. America. And there was a there was a swiper, no swiping statue, and there was SpongeBob, and there was a Paw Patrol getting built, and there was Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, and a giant Lego dragon. Oh yeah, the Lego dragon. And Lego dragon was so sweet. Uh, then we it's it's funny because I have a friend named Maddie, and she's listened to the show I think for like six years, and she's lived in Minnesota, and I've never met her, and I finally met her this past oh, week. I call her Donna. Madonna, yes, she's Madonna. No, no, I, I just call her, call her Donna. Oh, true. Other people call her Maddie. I call she, her Donna. She is uh, one of the Slack admins, and she was. It was very. It was like meeting her was like we've already met. It was like that feeling of we've known each other for so long. Is she like the coolest person ever? She's pretty cool. She's very yeah. cool. Yeah. I'm at Waffle Soup slash Vince from the Slack community who uh, traded me a Mr. Mime in Pokemon Go. Who is back from The Hague, survived his trip to the International <laughs> Court of Justice. <laughs> so it was, a, it was a good week. And I played a lot of Pokemon Go this, this past weekend. And that's pretty much a lot of Pokemon Go news. Some people love it. Some people don't. But we've always reported on all types of Pokemon news. So, I mean, if it's if it's Pokemon news and you're not happy with it, I'm sorry. It's just Go gets updated a lot. Uh, when we were super into Shuffle, we talked about a lot of Shuffle news. That game is dead. And, you know, when when these Pokemon games come out in November, we'll be talking about those games a lot. So, yeah, you know, you it kinda... can't all be uh, De- Detective Pikachu. Which I still haven't played. I'm a terrible person. It's very good. Detective Pikachu. I know it's very, very good. I just, I don't have a lot of time right now. <laughs> Top 10 <laughs> games of, of 2018, I would say. I do have some non-Pokemon Go news and some Pokemon Go news, and there was two community days this past week, and I just got back from one of them, so we're going to talk about all that, but let's start off with some non-Pokemon Go news. Pokemon Sun and Moon anime English episode banned. What? This is uh, published July 8th from Game Rant. The episode in question is the is the 64th episode of the Sun and Moon anime and the 1,000th, uh, so many episodes, 1,000 3rd episode of the series in general. It has no English title and it originally aired in Japan this past March. The episode revolves around the Pokemon called Pansimian during the course of the plot. Ash wears face paint to disguise himself, you can see where this is going, right? Ooh. <laughs> Ash oh, wears dear. face paint to disguise himself as one of, the, one of the creatures in a manner that somehow resembles the racist practice of blackface. 
This isn't the first time an episode of the English dub was banned because of blackface. In fact, the first generation Pokemon Jinx is infamous for how it resembles an actor wearing blackface and many English dubbed episodes featuring the creature, even though if it makes a very brief cameo, have been banned. This has included a list of episodes of Holiday Hijinks, Stage Fight, The Mandarin Island Mismarch, and episode 250 which lacks an English title. Episodes of the Pokemon English dub have been banned for other various reasons as well. This includes the episode of Beauty and the Beach, which was banned for sexual content. Isn't that the one what? where uh, James... Yeah, that's, that's the one with James has the... James is a w- woman. <laughs> uh, it, well, uh, uh, it's more... James is also uh, has an inflatable bosom. Yeah, yes, that's very which PG way is, of saying it. Which is a a comic bit. I mean, I've seen the episode, so... Yeah, I've seen the episode as well. But, you know. It's an episode. <sighs> uh, and then there was also <laughs> an episode that was banned for having a gun pointed at Ash's head. The signif- That episode is actually very significant because that is the episode where Ash catches about 2.3 million Tauros. I've seen that episode too, so I've seen um five second clips of it where I I think like in all seriousness, I think Ash catches what, like twenty Tauros? But he he uh, like isn't keeps thirty? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. He just keeps throwing Pokeballs really fast as yeah. they're like running. He panic I th- or he I think he panics and throws them all in the air as the stampede's coming at him and they all hit and all capture them. I I have it around here somewhere. I don't care enough <laughs> to look for it. <laughs> My concern with this is I like literally have arguments with my friends who are around my own age where I'm like, I don't think your 10 year old should be playing Fortnite. And they're like, oh, no, all the kids are playing Fortnite this day, all these days. And it's like, (sighs) yeah, but, you know, I don't when I was 10 years old, I wasn't playing games where I was running around killing people. I'll tell you that much. Of course, we didn't have games that were more than like one square cheating at another <laughs> square but still i mean or- i played some i mean let's face it pac-man's not like peaceful i know but pac-man is so fantastical i know it's amazing and moon patrol oh, oh i love moon patrol let's not point guns at anybody how's about that yeah the other banned episodes of the English dub don't appear to have major ramifications on the overall plot of the series, uh, besides the Tauros one. I mean, even then, let's face it, that's not like a huge point. No, but Ash does use a Tauros in, he does use one of his Tauroses in the actual final league battle. And so if you're a kid, you're like, where did he get the Tauros? If you're a kid, you're not paying that much attention. (laughs) (laughs) That is also very accurate. And the episode, the Pansimian episode then, uh, also seems to be mostly a filler episode from what this article states. I have not seen it. There are no filler episodes in Pokemon. They are all vital to the character development of Ash. I am offended by the mere idea that every episode isn't important. That being said, I have not watched much of the series. I'm way behind. <laughs> Wait, can I give you an update from last week? Do 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 breaking news. Yeah, uh, yes, yes. My, my Sharp TV has uh, the Pokemon TV as an option. Oh, nice! To install and I installed it and I watched an episode of Pokemon. 
Oh, oh, you know, I have some other. What, what was that sound effect you did? Breaking news. You asked, what was the. When we were talking about top grossing things of all time, you said, how did. Uh, Fist of the North Star? <laughs> yeah, somebody wrote in. Oh, no. Oh, they, they tweeted in. I, don't, I can't. Now I can't find it. I'm panicking. <laughs> I believe the reason it's top grossing is because they're uh they oh here I found it found it it was from uh Lost Remote Lost Remote on Twitter and the reason that those North Star has had made a lot of money was because of pinchinko machines and arcades that's why oh. that makes a lot of sense. I also had a question about that article. Did it state whether it had adjusted for inflation? Because, like, Star Wars came out in the 70s, and the money in the world's a lot different than it was in the 70s. Lost Remote linked a Wikipedia article that shows it, the highest-grossing media franchises. And Star Wars is uh, $17 billion in merch sales, $9 billion at the box office, $5 billion at home entertainment, $4 billion in video games, $4 billion in intellectual property, and Three point six in miscellaneous, so it breaks it down that way. But I don't think it has like inflation differences. Where are they making four billion out of video games? Where what video game of Star Wars am I not playing? Wait, uh, all of them? X Wing? Wait, that's not that's a tabletop like, game. Yeah, Wing uh, Commander. Does that ugh, count? No. I didn't the Battlefront. Didn't Battle for the first Battlefront sell oh, amazingly Battlefront. well? Yeah, it did. I'm not a fan of that. I don't know uh, those games. Knights of the Old Republic? Yeah, Knights of the Old Republic also sold well. I I mean, I did play SWOTAR for a very long time, and I, <laughs> and then I didn't... I paid for it for a year without paying for it. I did finally cancel my SWOTAR membership. Wait, but not paid for it for a year without playing it. Yeah. Now that yeah. we're talking about money, I can break down the Pokemon franchise for you. $625 million are on VHS and DVD sales alone. Jeez. Yeah, I bought a DVD in a gas station that was like the um, first four Pokemon movies one time. One billion... <laughs> I'm just going to continue on. One billion dollars at the box office. Two billion dollars in the mobile game area. Reasonable. Ten billion dollars in the Card game alone. Wow. Sounds like that lines up with the kind of scam that the card game <laughs> is. Yes. And then $50 billion in retail, which would then, that, that would be your toy. I would, like, I would like retail broken down between games and toys at that point. Yeah, where, does those... the, where does the Build-A-Bear shells fit into that? Yeah, that's, yeah. that's the, the real question here. It's all those ditto plushes is what it is. Oh, some of those digital plushes are so cute, though. Yes, that is very true. Uh, speaking of sales and money and what we've been talking about, perfect transition. Pokemon Go revenue hits $1.8 billion on its two-year anniversary launch. This is off SensorTower.com, uh, which is why we're going to be talking about Pokemon Go so much. They just celebrated their two-year anniversary on July 6th. Players worldwide continue to spend more than $2 million per day in their quest to catch the original monsters plus dozens that have been added since launch. This has led to the game reaching $1.8 billion, billion with a B, in player spending 
uh, according to Sensor Towers store uh, intelligent estimates, having crossed 1 billion milestone, milestone in January of 2018. There's a revenue breakdown that shows that the United States have spent $607 million, that Japan has spent $500 million, Germany at $96 million, Great Britain... Don't get me started on what is Great Britain, what is UK, what is... Not again. Not again. Still don't understand. We are all American here. We can just Uh, pretend. 77 million. I don't know if that includes Al's money or not. Uh, Let's be honest. Al doesn't even take his kid trick-or-treating, more or less probably spend money in Pokemon Go. I mean, I'm with Al. I'm still pretty mad that I spent $5 on the 4th of July. (laughs) I spent ten dollars this morning, and then I realized it, and I was like, "Did I just spend ten dollars in Pokemon Go?" I just spent five bucks, five bucks to get a Reg Ice. Can I do a PSA announcement? People, stop sending me gifts. No more gifts. I can't fit them in my bag anymore, and I don't want to have to pay for more expansions. How are we supposed to become super best friends, though, if I don't send you gifts? Just take gifts from me. Oh, all right. So our last statistic was Great Britain. Great Britain, and then Taiwan, 48 million. So for everyone complaining in South America, why hasn't Brazil got an event? You guys, you're just not gas spend some more money. <laughs> Fork over the cash to get the sweet, sweet mons. We all got we all got your hair across already. There's plenty of hair across in the United States. No one, you know, I'm sorry if you play Pokemon Go in Brazil, is what I'm saying. What was Brazil's number? It's not even on the list. That's just top five. But oh. if you ever look at any Neantic tweet about Pokemon Go, it's a lot of angry Brazilian players who are like, <laughs> "You, why you have events in Europe, you have events in Japan, you have events in the United States. Why is there no love for South America? Well, but you know what's weird is Sao Paulo is like the third largest city in the world, I, I think, like after Mexico City... In Tokyo, I mean, that does seem kind of strange because there's a lot of people. And I think Sao Paulo has like one-tenth of the entire population of all South America. Or so, It's like a weird, really distorted statistic. I've been there. That place is a big place. But um, clearly they don't play Pokemon Go. Yeah. They don't, even break, they don't even break the top five. And Great Britain does, and they're a bunch of islands. Isn't there a lot of safety issues in, in, Braz- in Brazil? Uh, it depends on where you go. Well, that's what I've always heard, but, I mean, I could say the same thing about downtown about Milwaukee. Milwaukee. <laughs> say the same thing about downtown Milwaukee, exactly. It's probably just just the same. You heard it here. Milwaukee and Brazil are the same place. I was uh, I was in Milwaukee today, and I found a Shuppet nest right by the Milwaukee Art Museum. I have finally got my Mew. I finished my Mew quest several months ago. But I wanted to take a picture of Mew in a place that really represents Milwaukee, so I'm I'm very limited in choices. You got the Harley Davidson Museum. You got the Brewers Stadium. <laughs> you got a, you got got, uh, you got a garbage dumpster on fire. Yes, yeah, you got, lots of that. Uh, Lake Park, but you can't Pokemon Go in Lake Park. So. You, 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 got, you got a rich person stare glaring at you in the background at Lake Park, and that's <laughs> that the photo the, you take. You take a picture like, of them staring at you with Mew over their head. Exactly, and uh, you got Menominee. That that one. Menominee uh, Falls. Yeah, yeah, I like that place, and. Uh, and uh, the art museum. I was down in the Third Ward today. I have, art museum is about a 15-minute walk from the Third Ward. I was like, you know what? 
Milwaukee Art Museum Discovery World Lakefront. This is a good place to finally take a picture of this Mew. Found a Shuppet nest right by the art, mu art museum, and there was like six, seven Shuppets within me being there for a couple minutes. And I was like, you know what? Ghost Pokemon come out more frequently after 11 p.m. Thinking about going back there tonight after the podcast after 11, but then I'm like, eh, downtown Milwaukee by myself, <laughs> playing Pokemon Go, probably not the smartest thing I've ever done. Well, you know, once again... Let's Although, add like, this to the list. All the years that I've been going to Milwaukee and have never been taken to the art museum. Um, is it is it is it in the part of Milwaukee you would consider downtown? Like for me, downtown Milwaukee is like, you know, remember that the, the Amtrak station and yes. the bus station because yes. it's one place. Um, <laughs> it is the it is one place. And that really nice that, that coffee shop by there is real nice. Stone Creek. But, yep. To me, that's downtown Milwaukee. Yes. No, the uh, the art museum, the Discovery World, uh, Amtrak, the Third Ward, and then the Business District uh, is all downtown. And then if you go a little bit north of that, it's considered the east side. To finish up this, these the sales number news, uh, while time is, so if anyone asks, you know, Pokemon Go, a dead game, you can, you know, let them know. Google Play has accounted the largest portion of Pokemon Go's revenue at 58%, while the App Store makes up 42% of spending. Again, these numbers are not 100% accurate since it's a lot of, well, maybe maybe they are, but... Conjecture? A lot of guessing? Insiders. Well, I was just going to say, what they do is they take a screenshot of the app in the Google Play Store, and then they upload that photo into another app, and it just <laughs> analyzes the photo just, and, and yeah. tells you how good the payment stats the are. The IVs are. Some apps have yep. 14 in defense. Some uh, While time has passed, uh, when Pokemon Go was the number one earning app, uh, something it managed to be on the iPhone app store for 74 days in a row as the number one app. During the summer of 2016, it remain, it still remains a top 10 app revenue, ranking at, at number 9 overall for the month of June, with a gross estimate of $70 million last, well, it's July now, so last month alone it made $70 million. As of today, the game is in the app, uh, app Store's top 10 grossing charts on 21 countries, including the US, Great Britain, Germany, Canada, and it is Japan's number 14th top-grossing uh, iPhone app currently. And then it talks about how Niantic has uh, sold its engine and technology for other games to use it, and I think that leads into the fact that they're even make, they're making more money off that engine, and um, Harry Potter is eventually going to come out, which is their third augmented reali reality game from Niantic. Yeah, is there going to be a Game of Thrones one, too? Not you just wander the city and murder people? No, 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 no. Jurassic Park. I'm sorry. No, the Jurassic I got, Park. I got Game of Thrones and Jurassic Park confused. Game of Park. Uh, Jurassic the, the Jurassic Thrones. Park one's already out. What? And is that Niantic? No, I don't know who makes the Jurassic Park one. But there's a Jurassic know. Park all augmented reality game in the vein of Pokemon Go. I don't know if it's good or not, but uh, it is something. <laughs> is it Jurassic World Alive? Go discover your world. I don't, don't sounds, advertise for them. Sounds them. made by Ludia. Sounds like a a name. It looks like it. All right. 
Oh, there you go. Give that a try. Whatever happened to that dragon game? Dragonius Go or whatever. Do you guys remember that? No. What? There was like, okay, so this was right, okay, this was, I think, slightly after Pokemon Go Fest. Yeah, it was after Pokemon Go Fest, I believe, but before the Safari Zone stuff. And there were trainer, I'm sure you guys have heard of Trainer Tips, like, he is the biggest Pokemon Go YouTuber. I think I've met him. He, you know, usually his video format is he'll spend the first couple minutes telling you about any Pokemon Go updates and then the next eight minutes, because you have to hit YouTube's algorithm of having a 10 minute video, is him walking around different areas, eating like meeting like video of him meeting people, video of the food he gets. It's almost it's very travel bloggy. People like that, right? People like travel blogs. They do very well. Um, so it's it's a mixture of a travel blog and a in a Pokemon Go information video. He's very popular, very successful. I've met him. He's a very nice guy. Seems very genuine. But there was rumors, or I I mean it was it was very obvious, even though we may never know what actually happened. Is he did a video for Drag Dragonus Go? It was like this dragon Pokemon Go game. And you mean room- Drag? Draconis Go Catch a Dragon by yes. Inland Investment Company. Is that still in the App Store? It sure is at a uh, 3.6 star rating for okay. ages 9 or above. You can immerse yourself in a fantasy world of augmented reality that surrounds you. Build your own very collection of winged horses, vampires, unicorns, and other magical creatures. Cast spells. Wow. Find treasure. We can't find treasure in Pokemon Go, though. So he did a video for that the first week the game came out, and I, I, I think the thing that is unclear is, did Dragonius go pay him to do this, or did he do it just to do it? I think more people lean to he got a huge payment from Dragonius, which would make sense, because he's only, like, Nick, his name is Nick, only did Pokemon Go stuff up to that point. Then when the Safari Zone stu- stuff started in Europe last year, this is all the one this happened, he was not invited. Ooh. Every Pokemon Go YouTuber was invited. He was not. I don't think Niantic was too happy. Now, drama. He has, he's been invited to events since, but that was that was the drama around there. So that's why I was like, I wonder if that game still exists. I remember Nick doing a video about it. Uh, I never downloaded it or did anything with it. Last bit of news here before we take our first break. This is uh, everyone's favorite, not uh, everyone other, everyone's favorite, not Pokemon Go, but still an iPhone slash Android game game, uh, which is Pokemon Duel. <laughs> July events have been announced from July 2nd to July 31st. You can get a Mega Rayquaza figure. Yup. Booster pack. From July 2nd to July 18th, you can get a Lowland Vulpix as a login bonus and a chance to get a summertime booster pack when players win a league match. This includes Dragon and Ice types, Dragon Air, and Dragon Knight. From July 2nd to July 9th, so this one's ending pretty soon, you get one special booster pack ticket per day. Ticket will be used for 2018 July booster packs. And then from July 12th, through the 17th, you can get a Alolan Vulpix, Alolan Ninetales, as they will appear as rewards for the Queen's Cup. 
As somebody who's never played this game, none of that made sense. Booster packs, cups, queens. So, so you buy booster packs just like you would for a TCG, except okay. out of the booster pack you get figurines and components that you would use to augment your figurines. And then, you know how in PTCGO you can do like the challenges, I guess is what they're called, something like that? Yes. Where like you do a certain number of matches and like you go up the ladder and everything. So they have that in Duel too. But the Queen's Cup? That sounds fancy. But because the whole thing is you're on this island, and if you keep winning matches, you you get buildings as rewards. So there's different characters in the different buildings, and I imagine the Queen is one of the characters. There are characters in Pokemon Duel, and everybody wears masks for yeah, some reason. Yeah, I, re- I remember the mask part about it. I don't remember much else. I can tell you what the reason is. They didn't want to do character customization. Correct. (laughs) But there is character customization. So that's just like so weird. They just didn't want to do the face part. Well, the face part's the hard part. It gets into that uncanny valley stuff. Ugh. Ugh. Mm. Mm. Mm -mm -mm. There are a lot of characters in Pokemon Duel. Some would say there's over 800 Pokemon. (laughs) No, not those. I mean, people characters. We are going to take a quick break. When we come back, we have a little bit more to talk about Pokemon Go since there is some summer stuff planned with that. And then we'll sneak in a couple emails and then we'll, we'll do our Pokemon of the week. So we will be right back. Hey, thanks for listening to It's Super Effective. Did you know we have a Patreon that you can support us at if you care to throw m- money at me? Uh, if you do... You can go to ise.cash and you can sign up for our Patreon and join our Slack community and get a bunch of other benefits. And if you can't remember ise.cash, you can head over to the longer URL, patreon.com slash it's super effective. Podcasting and and Twitch streaming are my two full-time jobs. So any support uh, is greatly appreciated and you get to join our Slack, which is a really cool place. And people in Slack tell me that I don't promote it enough. So here I am promoting it. Uh, also, we'll be doing some cool things for our eight-year anniversary coming up this month. So it'd be a good month to sign up and uh, support the show. If not, listening is also supporting. So I appreciate everyone who listens uh, just as much as people who throw money at me. So enjoy the rest of the episode. And we are back from our break. If you're listening to this, Pokemon Go Fest will be this coming week. Uh, Will and myself will be there. Yeah, hopefully. <laughs> hopefully, if, thing, if the universe continues to line up properly. I do have my plane tickets, correct? And I have a reservation for my dog and cat to stay in the uh, vet's office for the weekend. So that's pretty much all I need to get That's away. all you need. For a hot second, I was going to drive, but I'm like, nope, do and do I don't it. have tickets. Do it, <laughs> do it. They, I know people, listeners, who are coming to Chicago even though they don't have tickets. Do it, do Yeah, but like Chicago is complete garboder, so. Yeah, it's not but, great. I mean, Chicago is probably one of the like 
I, I hate to say it using this terminology because it does become confusing, but top 10 worst cities in America, <laughs> um, probably in the top five worst cities of America next to Flint, Michigan. But Jeff is there. I know. But I'm gonna I am gonna see Jeff soon. So love hate relationship. I have yeah. a mostly hate relationship with Chicago. Part of it's because that's where Brent's parents used to live, and we have to used to have to go do long weekends there. Ugh. And then they were in the suburbs, and it was always at least hour and a half drive to get into the city because traffic is so bad. And I've I've been put off Chicago because of such nightmare issues. Like, to me, Chicago is like what New York would be if you took away all of the culture, creativity, and international <laughs> flair. That is accurate. That is what that is how I refer to it as well. Okay. I I was <laughs> I don't disagree. I was recently there. I will I will talk about that in a second. I just want to get through this news real quick. First news is uh, it is Pokemon Go's second anniversary. To celebrate that, there is what is called the Summer Style Pikachu, which is a Pikachu that was decked out in a straw hat and sunglasses. You can find those all through July till July 31st. They're pretty easy to find. So if you haven't played in a while and you want to, if you load up your app, I'm sure you'll be able to find one in your house. Uh, also, if you hatch 2K eggs, you can get a Pichu wearing a hat, which I guess would be more rare than Pikachu wearing a hat. I, I have seen one of those, and it's really, really it's cute. It's very cute. If you evolve oh, your Pikachu so to a Raichu, it'll keep the hat and sunglasses. Uh, now, just a clarification, because there has been shiny hat Pikachu before, this currently, as of this podcast, is not shiny, even though... The shiny sprites were added to the game, just like the Mew sprites. The shiny sprites were added to the game doesn't necessarily mean that, oh, these are shiny. Keep in mind, all Gen 1 Pokemon in Pokemon Go, those sprites, shiny sprites have been added to the game, but they have not been unlocked. Some have, some have not. Uh, the other thing to keep in mind is if you have the gold medal, gold Pikachu fan medal, you can use that to buy... Uh, T-shirts, Pikachu ears, there are Pikachu Converse shoes available to buy. I believe there are Pikachu pants. Um, no backpack, no gloves. Uh, and then you can also buy the sunglasses that Pikachu wears. Which, we were talking about this, Greg, when we were at Marvel America. It's very yeah. weird that not only... Most games, if you play a lot, like, hey, you were yep. one of the few people who caught 300 Pikachu to get the gold medal. But, like, I don't. I can't think of another game where you have to do a lot of something and then they reward you by giving you an option to buy something. It's so <laughs> sketchy. It's like the sketchiest thing ever. Like, congratulations, you caught three hundred Pikachu. Your gift is you can spend five ninety nine on Pikachu stuff. Not socks though, because socks don't exist. There are a lot of industries that do those kinds of things, but they're not industries we generally look favorably upon. It's like you know, like like the hotel industry. Oh, you're you're in our gold tier resident class, so you can now buy the penthouse suite for fifty thousand dollars a night. It's sort of the same thing. I have a problem with airlines. Like you're part of gold member, so you get to board first. Like why do I want to sit on the airplane longer? It's cramped in there. <laughs> and it kind of stinks. 
And so usually I, I'm on the aisle and people are going to come in after me. How about I go you. last? And then they uh, look at you like, oh, oh, look at you, gold member. I have a Pikachu question. Okay. Are there, are there gender differences between, for the, for the sunglass and straw hat Pikachu, for between the male and the female sunglass and straw hat Pikachu? Yes. Uh, I thought there were. You can see like it. the hat's um, different? No, you can you can tell the Pikachu's tail. You can tell if it's female. Yeah, I mean the oh, I, oh, the no. tail's different, the, but the hat and glasses the are the same. Lady Pikachu had uh, flowers in their hat, and the the gentleman Pikachu did not have flowers in their hat or something. Maybe I, I can check closely. I don't I, think that's a thing. Check. Hold on. Breaking news: My game is loading. <laughs> oh, make sure you don't play in a dangerous area. <laughs> like hey. You know, it's bright and sunny out, but that's dangerous weather because I'm assuming sunburn, which, you know, happened. The other thing that the two-year anniversary thing says is we've heard amazing stories from trainers, and we cannot wait for what's on the horizon. We're excited to announce that the special research on the mythical Pokemon Celebi will be a will be available globally in the near future. Stay, ter- stay tuned, trainers. Get out there and go. So we have confirmation. That Celebi is coming. Uh, I don't know if we talked about this last week, but um, the Silph Road, which does a lot of data mining of Pokemon Go with the API kits and whatnot. I have a love-hate relationship with this. On one instance, I love that like they can find stuff that Niantic is very bad at communicating about. Uh, but on the other end, they ruin a lot of surprises, which kind of sucks. Yeah. Uh like they did not see the the hat Pikachu coming. So that was a nice surprise, but on the other end, like 2 weeks ago they found out that Celebi was added and that it seems to be a GoFest specific thing and one of the steps for GoFest seems to be to catch the letters of unknown to spell out Celebi to unlock one part of that quest so that would be a c e l b and i because there's two e's and here you thought it was because of the train station hey i was guessing breaking news okay the hats are the same got it all right so some people are freaking out about this because how are they supposed to catch unowned celebi since unowned is the rare spawning pokemon in pokemon go unless it is an event like pax or worlds or uh, a festival. I think that the players that go to GoFest will have an exclusive mission for Celebi, but when Celebi gets released to the rest of the world, it will be reworked to make it easier. And they've done this before. So keep in mind, when Mewtwo came out, it was exclusive to Japan for over a month. And then it came to the rest of the world. And I think. I'm, I, I, I have no proof. I would assume that our gift for going to Pokemon Go Fast last year was to get you to was to get Lugia, uh, or as a dad today, I heard say Lugia. Of course, because things didn't work, they just gave it to everyone. Yeah, I think we were supposed to get it a month before people. So um, that's what I'm assuming is that Celebi will be exclusive to people who go to Go Fest for the first month or so. It leads me to believe, uh, which piggybacks off the second news, is there's going to be a Safari Go 
a Pokemon Go Savari Zone event in Yokosuka, Japan, which I have no clue where that is in relations to Tokyo. But that is going to happen on Wednesday, August 26th to Sunday, J September 2nd, which is over Labor Day weekend for the United States. This is a five-day event where you have to fill out an application to be a part of a drawing. And then if you get drawn, you will get one day out of the five days to participate. Note, this event is free. So out of the European Safari Zone stuff, the Japan Safari Zone stuff, and the Pokemon Go Fest. Pokemon Go Fest does cost money. The German stuff, the Japan stuff is all free, but you have to fill out an application. You win the lottery ticket. You will get one day uh, where your game will see the special Pokemon. Uh, Japan will get the region-exclusive Tropius, which is exclusive to uh, Africa. And that will be the kickoff to Shiny Wingle in German. In Germany was the kickoff of Shiny Roselia. So Shiny Wingle will appear worldwide, but will kick off in Japan. Germany's exclusive Pokemon, which was Corsola, which is normally exclusive to the equator. For those going to go fast this weekend, we will get the India exclusive Torkoal uh, in Chicago. To, that is happening but if you don't get a ticket you can still go to this event and still play pokemon go you just won't be seeing the tropiuses and other increased shiny pokemon um at the event if you for some reason got two lottery tickets it does lock you out to redeem a second one so you can't do two days in a row even if you won multiple tickets Yokosuka in uh, Kanagawa Prefecture is about one hour south of Tokyo by car. Uh, in this press release, it says that this specific Japan event is the last event, which is September 2nd. So I don't know if anything is planned for the beginning of August or anything in between Chicago and this, but um, I'll be curious what is on the horizon after September 2nd since that's the end of their summer stuff that they plan on doing speaking of summer stuff there was two community day events this this past weekend uh greg and will did you let's talk about the first one uh which was on saturday which niantic is called articuno day did you guys attend this wherever you were i attempted uh, to <laughs> like, I, I was not able to because of where i was at the time greg how did it go for you so I was at uh, a memorial in during the day, and then I went to the park that most of the people in my area go to, but I got there at 2 o'clock instead of 1, and the group of 50 people had done every raid in the park, and we're like, well, we're done. And they all left. <laughs> what? So I have... I have two questions on this. Three okay. questions on okay. this, I guess. Uh, by memorial, do you mean somebody died? Yes. Oh, that's... I, I'm sorry to hear that. Number two, have you ever heard of the Wafu method? I will take your silence as a no. Um, so, <laughs> I'm, I'm what stepping I, into this conversation <laughs> carefully. What I have heard uh, about the folks... So there were... There's extensive planning in D.C., for Articuno Day. Okay. And 
there were a few groups that charted a course that began in Columbia Heights, D.C., which is a location, um, and went through like four or five different neighborhoods so that they like basically were going to be going where they knew they would just continually be going to different gyms, right, as they went. The Wafu method is they approach the gym, everybody starts the raid, once the bird appears on the screen, they start walking to the next gym. Yes. Oh, yeah, yeah, I heard about that. So I, I had never heard of such a thing. And I'm like, let's, can I, I, this is where I need to start doing some analysis is when does this become more work than actual fun? Because about a if, year ago, <laughs> if you're militarizing your Pokemon Go play to such an extent that it's like birds up, start marching, <laughs> you know, is it fun anymore? There are also players that like to turn on and off their game 4,000 times. Correct. Turn on and off. Soft reset. Soft reset. Oh, like regular Pokemon. Yeah. Yeah. You know, real Pokemon. <laughs> I, <laughs> I didn't say it. I think there there is, you want to optimize the time you have. You have three hours you know what the you know what the 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 dice roll is. You know that every time you do an Articuno, you roll more or less a d a d twenty. Uh, you roll a twenty sided dice, and you're waiting for it to roll on twenty. And if it's twenty, it's shiny. And if it's any of the other nineteen numbers, it's not. Uh, and I think that's where the real excitement is. Just like if you turn on and off your 3ds, you know, thirteen thousand times. Uh, eventually it will roll that dice on the number you want it, the die on that number you want it to be. So I, I there is excitement in that. In yeah. Case. Yeah. For, I mean, I, it, but yeah, I missed, I missed it all. But did you see all of the Articunos lit up? Yep. <laughs> okay. I saw them. So I decided, uh, I did a, a two part strategy. Uh, part one was, I wanted to go to Chicago to go to the Bean, to go to Cloud Gate, which I'm sure you guys are familiar with. Never seen the Bean, but I've been close to it. Yep. And because I knew, based off Pokemon Go Fest last year, that that location has a lot of gyms in the area. And the only place I could really think of that had a lot of gyms in the Milwaukee area was where I played Pokemon Go today, uh, which was Milwaukee's third ward. The problem with the third ward currently is there is this uh, really, some people love it. I don't. It's called Summerfest. Uh, and uh, it is probably Milwaukee's biggest moneymaker. And it pretty much destroys downtown Milwaukee in traffic and amount of people. And a lot of roads are closed. And everyone is trying to get everywhere. And it makes it a hassle to the point where during the week of Summerfest, going downtown is a bad decision. And you also, you also don't have good public transportation. We have zero. We have no good public transportation. I would take back everything I said. Anytime you go downtown Milwaukee, it's a bad decision. Um, so I wanted to see, one, if the spawns in Chicago were good. And two, I thought, well, if all else fails, there's a lot of gyms down there. And there's a lot of people in Chicago all the time. So there shouldn't be a problem getting into a raid. And so I took me two hours to get down there because there was some protests that closed down a major highway of Chicago. 
which was fine. Some people could say that's annoying, but that's the point of the protest is to be annoying. So you know what the protest is about. Uh, so it did slow us down a little bit. We got down there. We parked. It was $40. I said, I'm, I told Mike, Micah came with me. Micah's uh, wife came with me. Irene came with me. I said, we should start off at this gym because it is the farthest away from every other gym. When we're done with that, we should move over to this cluster of three gyms where you could touch all three at once. Don't have to move. And then we can move down to Cloud Gate because around Cloud Gate, a.k.a. The Bean, there are five gyms there. And I, th I was like, we could probably do all eight of these gyms in less than an hour. And that's pretty good. Uh, if we can do it quicker, great. Maybe it was fate or maybe other people also saw that. But a lot of people were waiting at the first gym I decided to go to. Uh, and they had the same game plan as me of like, let's start here. Let's do that. Let's go to Cloud Gate. So we did that. Uh, and okay, so let's back up. If you did not play Pokemon Go or you're curious about this, let me explain. Community Day is one day a month. They pick one specific Pokemon. They spawn that Pokemon frequently, no matter where you are, a lot, and they increase the shiny odds. So the Silph Road has done data that, for example, last month was, what was last month? Uh, Larvitar. So they spawned Larvitar everywhere. Larvitar's shiny odds were 1 in 25. And so you have a high chance of getting a shiny Larvitar. They've done this for Mareep. They've done this for Charmander. They did this for Pikachu. They did this for Dratini, uh, for Bulbasaur. So they do this once a month. And it's usually really fun. It's great. It's usually on Saturday or Sunday, depending. You go out with a bunch of people. Everyone else goes out. It's a really cool way to spend your afternoon with a bunch of people who also like the same game you like. Very cool. This is the first time they've done a legendary community day, and they gave us a week to plan with little to no information. So Articuno is normally done in a raid system, and a raid system is when you get together with other people, just like in an MMO or any type of game that might use the word raid, and you work together to take down a boss that you normally couldn't take down by yourself. So with Articuno, you know, back when Articuno first came out about a year ago, you know, it would take maybe, you know, 12, 13 people. Obviously, po players since then have gotten stronger Pokemon, have learned strategies, have gotten the right moves. For this event, they not only lowered Articuno's health, uh, but people kind of know how to do raids now. So you could realistically do it with five or six people. And then, you know, move on to the next one. Now, for legendaries, there have been a couple legendaries that have been shiny. One has been Lugia, Ho-Oh, Kyogre, and now Articuno. But this is the first time they've done Community Day based off a of legendary. So, going back to the Sulphur Roads data, we know that getting a legendary Pokemon is about 1 in 19. If you can do 19 raids in 3 hours, you have a... Ideally, the statistical chance of getting an Articuno, not guaranteed. We've talked about that before just because you might get a, you know, 1 in 20, 1 in 25 chance of getting a shiny Pokemon. You can absolutely go over odds on that. We started at the first gym. We had issues right away where many of us got kicked out. Some people were able to do it and they moved on. I was unable to get into the first gym even though I was in the waiting room about five times and got kicked five times. 
So I moved on to the second gym and I was like, well, eight minutes of my three hours is wasted. I'm stressed. I'm not having fun. It's hot out. I'm getting sunburned. And I'm moving on to the next gym. <laughs> uh, so we did those three gyms. Uh, I got a shiny on my second actual gym. Our group of four have now done 12 gyms. You know, three, 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 three. And they moved on to Cloud Gate, which was the, the second area we were going to. I went back to the first gym. I was like, you know what? There are so many people down here. There have to be other people still at that first gym. I ran over there, got in, was able to do that one again, ran back, caught up. I did a lot of running that day. I told no one to wait for me. I didn't want to be the person that like slowed anyone down. When I caught up with them, we did another raid. I was able to get another shiny. So I got like two shinies within six raids, which is statistically... Uh, very, very lucky. And then, as I was walking, some kid, some kids were playing soccer for whatever reason near Cloudgate and kicked a soccer ball at my hand and my iPhone fell out of my hand flat onto the cement. <gasps> oh No, you don't use a case. I don't use a case because I this don't drop my phone This took the worst turn. And my iPhone was surprisingly fine. My screen did not crack. There's a nice scuff in it, though. <sighs> Uh, and the dad, there was the dad and he, he was like, he yelled at, he yelled at his kid and then looked at me and he was like, I'm, I'm super sorry. And I was like, it's fine. And I don't know if it was because I was hot or dehydrated or like happy. I just got two Articunos and it's been like, I'm on this, I'm on this like time limit, right? I'm on this raid time limit of like, I need to keep going. But, like, I didn't really think about it until, like, five, ten minutes later when I was like, man, what ha what would have happened if my screen just shattered? Like, it wouldn't have, it, in the long run, it wouldn't have been that big of a deal because I plan on getting another phone this year. Um, and this phone is very old and very beat up already and is on its last leg. But, I don't know, like, I can't, it's like an interesting situation of... What if somebody's kid breaks your phone? Like, what kind of conversation do you have at that point? <laughs> you say, uh, you can pay PayPal me the money at this email address. Uh, I'm, I'll wait for the notification to come up on my screen. If the screen is not sufficiently shattered that you can't yeah. get a notification. Oh, man. Like, I'm just, I'm still thinking to this, like, if the screen broke... And I'm like, hey, your kid broke my phone. I I request you pay for this. One, is the person going to comply? Because there's no reason they need to. They have no responsibility to some stranger in Chicago where they could easily just walk away. Wait, 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 wait. What if the kid had kicked the soccer ball, and let's imagine car windows are very fragile, through a car window and the car window broke? Do they also not have responsibility to pay for the car repair well no i'm, I'm like like at that yeah, point but, if i mean they say like, no or and start walking away do you you follow you them call you, the police yeah, okay yeah. so that's that's step two you call the police but then now i'm thinking oh wait 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 this is chicago correct this is, that's right this is chicago police don't care police don't care and i'm thinking if i get a police person involved right now that is my next three hours and those Articuno are not going to catch themselves. They're, yeah, those Articuno <laughs> are not going to catch themselves. And I, logistically speaking, is uh, I think an iPhone screen repair on my specific phone is $150. Uh, 
is $150 worth three hours of standing in the heat with somebody who is clearly very difficult to work with if they're not going to be like, oh, my son broke your phone. Here's some money for it to like get a police officer involved who doesn't care who would be like, do you have insurance? No. Okay. Well, we'll fill out this police report. Okay. Well, we're Chicago cops, so we don't actually care because this is not worth our time. Like that could have gone so bad in so many directions so fast. And I'm sure somebody has had like another person break their phone and I'm oh, like you curious know what's happened. I'm, I'm curious of how that I'm I'm sure both both instances of the person being like I'm really sorry. Let me let me PayPal you some money or like sorry man that sucks. See you later. My bad. How have you not run across this in our legal or whatever Reddit legal thing you look at? It seems like this would have come up. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I would. You would think that would come up, but I don't know. Like an iPhone, I like breaking a phone is so not as as expensive as like car damage or house damage or. Yeah, but I mean, cars and houses have insurance. Yeah, like, you can, I mean, you could put your phone on your homeowner's insurance. Uh, you could also get accidental breakage insurance from Apple or your. Uh... Cell phone, wireless yeah. service provider, which I don't have because the this phone's gonna be three years old in like two months. It's just a very weird. <sighs> yeah, that's that's yeah. that's a quagmire. of glad it didn't happen, but still, I mean, and I don't. Th- I, and to be fair, I don't think a case would have helped. It did fall flat. I mean, it fall. It fell flat down right onto the glass, which. Well, that's why you get the tempered glass screen protector. No, I don't want no tempered glass. No, you don't <laughs> want nothing. And you swing that phone around on that long charging cable and I, all of us cry I, and you don't care about our feelings. I, I don't, but... <laughs> I, <laughs> I, I, as, as a person... <laughs> As a person who worked at Apple, I've seen a lot of broken phones. And I've also dropped my phone plenty of times. And I have, in the last... How long have I been on an iPhone? Eight years or whatever. I have never actually broken a screen on my phone. And I wouldn't have, if, if my phone would have broken, it wouldn't have, I, I wouldn't have said like, oh, I dropped my phone and broke my screen. It was cl- like, if a soccer ball didn't come at my hand at, you know, 20, I don't even know how fast soccer balls travel at, however fast to slam my hand out of my phone, I wouldn't have dropped it. And I don't. I, if it had a case, I, w- I would have still dropped it because soccer balls are very big and clearly travel very fast. It was weird. That was my community day. There Your you first go. community day. Yeah. Uh, and uh, we we after Cloudgate, the gyms were a little bit more spread out, and we actually met up with, or we didn't meet up. There was just this this couple that we met. We we ended up going to a dead end. There was a bridge that took us to another gym, and when we walked to the other, and when we finally crossed the bridge, it was bared off because they were setting up for a festival, and another couple with a dog were behind us, and we were like, "Well, we both were going to the same gym. There's another gym over here." So we actually spent the remaining ninety minutes with this other couple who were very nice, and we just the six of us just did gyms together for the remainder of the the event so i think all in all we did exactly 19 gyms i got two shinies irene got zero micah got one mm-hmm. and becky got one so four shinies between four people all did 19 gyms that is statistically 
accurate of 1 in 19. It's just I got 2 and Irene got 0, so I could easily trade her, but she didn't care too much. But yeah, that was that was my community. It, it, it was cool. It was fun. Um, it is definitely, unlike other community days, it is definitely a, a money grab because they give you five to do for free. But if you want to keep doing more, so if you did 15, four, 14 more to equal 19, well, that's $14 because every one of those after costs $1 a raid. Are you sure... Yeah, they gave you five for free for the event, and then every raid that you do, because you get one free raid a day, costs one dollar. It costs one premium raid pass. Oh wow! So it is. If if somebody is doing raids from start to finish and they can do about nineteen, it would have costed cost fourteen dollars or thirteen, depending on how many you did. It seemed a little more money grabby, but then again, I've spent. I've I've spent thirteen dollars on worse things for less time and and fun. Oh, that's true. And I use the word fun because I was with friends and we did have a good time walking around Chicago and talking and doing raids and yeah, it was it was good. It was it was interesting. And then that leads into today's community day, which was Squirtle, uh, which another new thing happened here. Uh, there was two types of shiny Squirtle. There was shiny Squirtle and then shiny Squirtle with glasses. Uh, and we will take a quick break and we will come back and we will talk about uh, today's community day. And then we'll do Pokemon of the week. They could make. They could make. They could make a sound type. And we are back. Will, tell me about your community today. Tell me about your squirtles. I, I, for some reason, I'm always like later than I want to be for community day. As in, I don't get to the zoo by two o'clock. But I was there at 2.30. Uh, I was catching Pokemons uh, along. I walked over there once again. It's only like a mile and a half away from my house. And I learned something that I had never known before, which you guys probably know, and I'm just a noob. But there are part of today's community day was when you spun Pokestops and got research there was a research that was catch five squirtles. Yes. And the reward for that research was the squirtle with the sunglasses. Yes. You could get that squirtle with the sunglasses as a shiny squirtle. Yes. Now, this is what I found out today. There were some Pokestops specifically that if you went to that Pokestop the first time you got research from that Pokestop, it would always be a shiny Squirtle with sunglasses. Wait, what? So, 
Yeah. That was my experience as well. So no, I'm I'm this is no joke because literally everybody everybody at the zoo knew each other <laughs> and hold they on, were hold like on. back up. Yes. Specifics. So you can only spin a stop and get research from it once. No, yes. no, no. You could get research from it multiple times. The first time you got research from defined specific poke stops, it would always be a shiny squirtle with sunglasses. Like the the next time you got research from that one, you would not get a shiny squirtle with sunglasses. But the first time, if you went to that poke stop and got the research from that one, it would always be a shiny squirtle with sunglasses. At the zoo, all the people from DC were like up at the top of the zoo. There's one for an orangutan like standee that people can take pictures of. They're like, there's this bench called the Vicky Lynn Memorial Bench in the middle of the zoo. And then at the very bottom of the zoo, the children's farm, Pokestops. Those three are guaranteed to, be, guaranteed to be shiny squirtles with sunglasses. And they were. So you got three shiny squirtles with sunglasses. Yes. And I got two wild shiny squirtles. Interesting. But yeah, I had never known that. So it's like literally... Well, and also, so this was the other thing that I didn't know, that something about, like, if you're not level 30, the IVs of the Pokemon, even if you're looking at the same Pokemon, aren't the same. But if you're over level 30, everybody gets the same IV Pokemon or something. Mm. I haven't heard that. I haven't heard that one either. Yeah, they say over level 30, the IVs on the Pokemon are fixed. Oh. Hmm. Uh, both Greg and I were over thirty, and when we were playing Mall America, things were different. Hmm. Maybe they were. Maybe, maybe they were talking. Maybe they were talking about specific community day Pokemon. It could be community day ones. It could be the research ones that you were people were getting. I don't know. Yeah, I didn't see this. There is an article saying research tasks give shiny Squirtles are consistent for all players. There you go. It's funny because it says edit for anyone hanging out in Perth. The ones I have tested <laughs> are this one, this one, and this one. Always comes back to Perth. Ugh. Um, okay. I, I did see. I did see a real lion because oh. I I actually looked up from my phone at one point in time. I was outside the lion area and there was a lion. He was taking a nap. That's pretty much the only animal I saw. Okay. <laughs> I think I saw a goat too. I don't know how I feel about that. About. What? About stops, like, this stop has the shiny Squirtle. I don't know if, like, <sighs> I don't know if I like that or I don't. Because I played, I played my community day today solo, because uh, my group did, uh, wanted to sit in a car and drive around in a car for three hours, which I... This is why you need to come up here, because I did mine solo as well. Which I have uh, vocally expressed that I don't want to do. So I didn't talk to anyone, although there were a couple people that said hi to me. So I would have never known that as a, like, I just, you know, I would spin three stops, catch five squirtles, do all three at once, then go to the next area, spin the three stops, do all three at five at once, and then that, and eventually I, I think I ended with four squirtle sunglasses when all was said and done. For shiny Squirtle sunglasses. For shiny Squirtle sunglasses. Because I, like, have 400 Squirtles with sunglasses. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I dumped a bunch. Uh, and then I ended with, I think, 16 total shiny Squirtles, four of the 16 with sunglasses. But 
I tweeted about this. The first hour I ended with about 10. Um, and then raids started popping. Like, uh, there was like two red dice that popped. There was a Mawile. There was a Golem. Um, there was an Absil that popped. There was an Electabuzz. There was a Manetric. So, all the red dice were being done. The oh, Mawile. Oh, I got, I got a red dice. Oh, nice. The, yeah. the Absils were being done. So, it was really. Like, I was still playing and catching, but I was no longer super focused. I was like, oh, I'll just, you know, sit in the raid, wait, you know, a couple minutes for people to show up, do the raid and stuff. Um, Which took a lot of my time, but at, like, a certain point, like, what am I going to do with, like, I, I, I walked away with 16. First hour, I got 10. The last two hours, I got 6. I said this last time for Larvitar Day, like, what, 16's cool, it's a good number, but, like, what if that number was 20? I don't know. What if that number was 20? Would I be, would I actually be happier? Probably not. (laughs) I don't think so. I was like, well, you know, I don't get to do raids that often. I like doing raids, and there's a chance for, you know, absolutely to be shiny. There's a chance for Mawile to be shiny, you know. There's way more experience when it comes to raids. You get way, you get more items, so I didn't I didn't really focus on Squirtles the last two hours. I also thought at one point after playing an hour, well I have ten. Maybe I should just go home. I get there's other stuff I can do. <laughs> wow. It's not that it's not fun, it's just Yeah. Well, like, it's there's not fun, diminishing as much returns. fun when you're on your own. Yeah, it's it's not yeah. as much fun on your own, and there's like I there's there's no happiness difference between, you know, twelve and sixteen to me. Like I don't think I walk away being like, man, if only I got 17, whew, I would have been 10 times, like, that's just not, and maybe some people are, maybe some people are like, I'm not satisfied till I get exactly 20, but then there's always, there's always that argument of like, I'd be happy with two, and then as soon as you catch two, you go like, I'd actually be really happy with one more, and then you catch that one more, and you're like, well, you know, there's 10 minutes left in the vet, if I could only get one more... And I'm like, uh, I've, 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 I have definitely been that person. Don't get me wrong. I'm not going to lie to you guys. That yeah, when I was doing... I've, I've been there with you when you've been <laughs> that person. When I was doing the Dratini event, it was always like, I just want three. And then as soon as I got three, I was like, you know what? I'd be happy with one more. And then, you know, I ended up walking away with 12 Dratini that day. But I like Community Days a lot. I have seen you run down a dark alley in Chicago at like 1130 midnight at night to get a you known letter that you didn't have yeah i didn't have that but i i have right now i have 16 shiny squirtle i really don't need need any more i suppose you don't need more than three it is a three-stage evolution you need one shiny for each stage period done but you always maybe you want maybe you want one for a friend that misses out i might i don't have any friends that are worth (laughs) that sorry all of you (laughs) (laughs) when i was doing articuno day Okay, I have, I have some complaints here. Uh-oh. I was with first... Okay, this is a three-step complaint. I saw Greg on Wednesday, 4th of July. Yes. You're I'm, very lucky. I, I, I'm blessed. On, on, very blessed. On Tuesday, I streamed some Pokemon Go, and I was complaining about IVs and how they don't matter, because they don't. Case in point, for some reason, I evolved a 97 IV Magikarp and at the time, I wasn't thinking because I thought IVs were everything. 
and now I have a 374 CP Gyarados. The amount... <laughs> I, mean, I was there for this. The amount of Stardust and Magikarp candy to get that to a battle-ready Gyarados would destroy me. It's just not worth putting candy and Stardust into this, which I don't care if it was 100% IV Magikarp. A 374 CP 100% IV Gyarados does me nothing except waste Stardust and waste candy. Both are pretty valuable in the Magikarp line since 400 needs, needs to be used to evolve and Stardust is valuable for trading or powering up other Pokemon. So instead, I feel like, hey, if you have a weather-boosted Magikarp that is real close to max CP, I don't care if it's 74 IVs or 60 IVs, it's more valuable to me than that 372 CP Gyarados. So I quickly discovered that. So I was, I was complaining about that on Twitch. I was like, look, I walked with this. I, I'm, I was missing four Pokemon altogether in, in, in Generation 3. I was missing Slacking, Gardevoir, Metagross, and Salamence. Those are the four I'm missing. And I have, as you guys know, over 400 rare candy. And the complaint was, just spend it. And I said, no, 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 no. As soon as I spend it, I'm going to hatch... <laughs> these Pokemon, and I'm going to waste my rare candy. And so for stream purposes, I said, you know what? I learned my lesson with Magikarp. This Slackoth is real close to max CP. I will spend the 17 rare candy. I will evolve... 17 I will rare evolve candy. this Slackoth to a, a, to a Vigoroth, who has a real nice booty, and then I will evolve that to Slack King, I ended up with a um, 3,557 CP slacking with 84 IVs. Now, I did have a Vigoroth at like 90 IVs, but I think if I would have calculated it, it would only came out to like 2,800 instead of 3,500. So I think this was better. Way more CP. It's so close to max. I think I would have to give it... You know, two two boosts of Stardust and it'll get to max. I was with Greg. I was like, we're walking. This is the day after I evolved my Slackoth to my Slack King. And I said, perfect. I got a 10k egg. What can it be? And it was a Slackoth. <laughs> and Greg was there. I was there. And I was extremely upset. Wait, wait, it was a slack hot. It wasn't a slack king, so... No, but I don't... I, I, I wasted the candy. If I would have waited you, one okay. day, I would have had 20 one, candy. How many candies do you have? Right now? Yes. Too much. I think I have four. Exactly. Uh, you two. didn't waste them. You used them and made bag space. Vital, vital bag I have, space. I have 436 rare candy as of this recording. <laughs> madness okay so flash fast forward to to yesterday to saturday for the articuno event i have around 400 rare candy i'm walking with a matang because i'm 20 matang candy away from having i've been walking with matang ever since ever since greg 
walking with Matang on Pokemon Go Articuno Day. And after like f- five Articuno raids, I'm at 500 rare candy. I need the bag space. That's one third of or one fourth of my bag space because I have the 2000 bag. So I go, you know what? We got we got two more hours of raiding. I can't possibly carry any more rare candy. I'll just spend it and evolve the Matang. And I did. I spent the th- I, I think I I think I turned it into fifty rare candy because I I found a higher CP Matang so I could get the highest CP Metagross. I didn't care about IVs, so I needed twenty plus like twenty five. I think I rounded it up to fifty. I made fifty, and on that day yesterday I had three ten k eggs that I was saving for Squirtle Day. But it was, I was getting so many eggs, so many stops. I was like, you know what? I'll put these 10k eggs into incubators. I'll get many more eggs for tomorrow. Whatever. Two of those three (laughs) eggs. I am not even, I can't make this up. Two of those three eggs hatched into Beldums. But wait, those are only worth one candy each. No, when they hatch from an egg, they hatch with like 20 candy. No, really? Yes, they do. Oh, I didn't realize that. Yeah, oh when my God. when Pokemon hatch so happy. When Pokemon hatches <laughs> from eggs, they hatch from candy. <sighs> oh, like I read that today and I wish I had caught my expression on camera cuz the giant smile of laughter. So today. Oh my god. I'm hatching eggs left and right because the Squirtle community today increases your your hatch rate. So I'm hatching eggs left and right. Of course, they're giving me way too many 2K eggs, and I don't want to spend my good incubators on 2K eggs. But do you buy incubators? I do. I buy well. I buy the boxes. I never buy incubators full price. I will only ever buy them in the sale boxes. What is the best box deal right now? The Ultra Box. I would buy if if you're planning to go out to GoFest, Will, I will just tell you right now, I don't know if the Ultra Box is going away, but I would buy one Ultra Box before GoFest. It gives you twelve incense, twelve incubators, twelve lucky eggs, twelve star pieces. So twelve lucky eggs will give you pretty much six hours of coverage at GoFest. Plus twelve incubators. I would buy that. It's fifteen bucks. Alright. Today, I'm walking with Bagon. I spent six rare candy to get my Gardevoir, by the way. I'm, s- I'm sitting at a yogurt place because the drawbridge is up downtown Milwaukee. I'm sitting in the shade. I have to get 40 more candy to get my shell gone to Salamance. I have one 10k egg. And I go, you know what? I've, I'm trying to evolve stuff right now because I caught everything in the area waiting for this drawbridge to go down. It's going to be like another three, four minutes. I'm going to start evolving stuff. And I was like, you know what? I have 460 rare candy. I like to be around the 400 number. I'll just spend 40 candy to get Shelgon to Salamance. And I did that. And now I have, I have, I have all four. I have the Slacking. I have the Metagross. I have the Gardevoir. I have the Salamance now. Drawbridge closes. I walk across. Get some more stops, do a raid. My 10k egg hatches, and I, again, cannot make this up. My 10k egg hatches into a Bagon. I just evolved Salamance. I'm so angry. I get another 10k egg. I go downtown Milwaukee. This is full circle. That's where I take a picture of a Mew. 
at the art museum. I come back right before I get into my car, my last 10K egg hatches, and it is another bag gone. (laughs) (laughs) This is why I do not spend my rare candy. The game knows. It knows. It has to know. This is not like not only have were there three specific instances this week of the the exact Pokemon I evolved, the next 10k egg turns into that Pokemon. But I have had this happen in the past with Gen 2 stuff. That's why I actually hoard my candy. Because it has happened every time. And I cannot be alone unless I just have the worst luck in the world. But three times this week, the Pokemon I evolved is what is hatched out of the 10k egg immediately after. (laughs) Well, well, well. Right now I'm sitting at 430 rare candy. I don't know what I'm going to do with it. Exactly. Can you trade candy? Because I could use some. I I could use the candy to power up a Mewtwo, but that would use Stardust. So I don't don't know what I'm going to do with it. No, you need that Stardust to be trading me some I, Pokemon. I do. I, am, I, I want to go into Pokemon Go Fest with 2 million Stardust, and I am currently at... I spent a little bit um, with a couple trades recently, but I am at uh, 1.9 million Stardust, so I think that's doable to go in to Pokemon Go Fest with 2 million. What, what Pokemon do you want from me? I don't know. I have giraffe rigs to give. That's the Pokemon I'm giving to people. But I need a giraffe rig, but I already have one earmarked. Yes, I have a Roselia marked for Greg, a shiny Roselia. But I, I got shiny. Uh, see, I can't trade you a shiny on GoFest because that would lock me out of special trades, Will. Yeah, I don't need shinies. But you're probably missing some shinies. Yeah, but there's other Pokemon that I just that are ones that I need. Like I literally caught my first Cyndaquil today. That was my most important Pokemon that I caught oh, today. Oh, good job! Yeah, I had a pretty good day. But you you said you went you were solo. Yeah, I went. So this is actually my first ever actual spending time doing a community day because usually I'm busy on them. So today I actually had my first ever. I'm going to do community day, and I'm going to do it right. It was with myself, but I did it. I went to Victory Memorial Park. There's a hundred Pokestops there. Uh, So I was just getting field research, field research, field research. It was awesome. Uh, I found no shiny Squirtles in the wild. Really? But I did. Yeah, none. My wild luck was terrible. But my research luck ended up, I ended up with seven out of research luck. So that was, that was good for me. Uh, I got a Choco Taco from a real sketchy ice cream truck, which was Pappy's fun truck. Hey, that's fine. It's a Choco Taco. It's a Choco Taco. So I was down with that. I commented on a uh, shirtless guy from New Jersey's sweet uh, Star Wars tattoos. So if you're a listener, I still like your Star Wars tattoos. <laughs> I talked to a bunch of people because I'm just that person that like if you were standing there and they sort of look at you, I'll say hi and then we'll have a conversation. So I had a couple good I, conversations with people. I was there with a guy who's entire like. He's he's a grandpa. His grandkids got him and his wife into Pokemon Go. He's like, now it's all we do all weekends. And we go to these things. And he, he's like, his his family ditched him. So I was walking with him, trying to help him find his family. And they were all at the ice cream truck. Nice. So we did, we parted ways at Pappy's fun truck. 
I want to bring this up real quick. I completely forgot. I don't know how much time we'll spend on it, but how did you feel, one, that they added glasses, and two, they were not the triangle shades that <laughs> That's ashes the first thing that I mentioned. Ashes we, Squirtle has the triangle shades. The other yeah, Squirtles yeah. just have round glasses. So these aviators are the same that the Pikachu's wearing. Yeah. I think they're aviators, but they're aviators. Huh? I liked them. I don't you know what? I'm not catching asses. Ash has ashes, Pikachu, with the spiky glasses. I get the rest of the squad who actually did the work. Yep. Yeah. I, the rest I, of the squad that's still putting out fires. Still putting out fires. Still there every day, fighting fires, doing the job. While so the, so the argument, Oaks ramp. the argument oh. I saw was, well, Pikachu had Ash's hat. Why doesn't Squirtle have the glasses? Oh, and I don't, <laughs> I don't know. Like Do what? People like, have nothing better to worry about. There was there was such an outcry to give Squirtle glasses. Which, which I've complained about before. I don't know if I complained about it on the show. Whereas, like, if they're going to do this, then when when they ever do a Trico Community Day, if they, they better do, have a straw, if this Trico does not have a straw in its mouth, then I'm I'm real tired of this Gen One pandering. <laughs> I'm just if you're going to if you're going to like do something from the anime and incorporate it. That's cool. I love it. Don't get me wrong. Ash's Squirtle Squad is great. You gotta go. You gotta go with everything. Give me that straw. Like when Crocodile and Sandile and Crocorock show up, you best believe they better have glasses as well. For the kind of glasses, I feel like you're just being picky and petty at that point. They're glasses. They're aviators. They don't have to be exact. Why? Like, why can... Why do you have to? Comp- why do people have to complain? And like, there is a line between. So I, the one comment that I saw repeatedly was, Niantic's never even seen the anime, or, Nia- oh, or Niantic has, <laughs> Nia- or the other comment was Niantic has no clue why people ask for glasses. Oh come oh. on now, maybe I'm wrong, but I feel like it is okay. For a different game that is still based in the Pokemon world to take a reference and put their own spin on it and still acknowledge something that existed elsewhere in the Pokemon universe without being exact. Like, why is that so bad? Why is why like why be angry that they decided to put their own glasses that they wanted? Because people are always looking for reasons to be angry. This is the golden rule of our age. I mean, I can see you wanted it this way. You, I, you know, you really liked Ash's Squirtle as part of your childhood, and it would have been really great to have it. But also, you're just disappointed. They made a different decision, and there's a, a ton of people who agree with that decision. It's like. It's okay. It's okay to be disappointed. It's okay to say, you know, I would have really liked it this way, but it's not that way. Oh, well, you know, it's fine. I was happy with the glasses. I liked them. I thought they looked cute. They look a little goofy on Blastoise, but I still like it. It's cute. You know, <laughs> I, I greatly appreciate that Wartortle and Blastoise still have glasses. I think that that was a great idea. All right. Will, give us our Pokemon of the Week. All right. Um, 
I think this is the last time that I'm going to be doing Pokemon of the Week in this manner. I'm going to surprise you the oh, next no. time. I'm going to change things up. But this Pokemon, this Pokemon is a round blue Pokemon with red beady eyes and, and small round feet and tail. Three cotton puffs, almost as large as the body itself, extend off it, one on each arm, and one on top of its head. These puffs produce cotton spores that it can use to float in the air, and it can control its flight even in a hurricane. Three to four leaves grow at the base of the top puff. This Pokemon drifts on seasonal winds and can use its spores to masterfully maneuver itself around the globe. It will spread spores as it floats around to create offspring. It descends if it encounters cold air currents while it is floating. Though it spends a good amount of time in the air, it is commonly sighted above open grasslands. What is your guess? I mean, I know what it is. I would guess Jumpluff. Greg, what is your guess? Jumpluff. It is correct because I went to IHOP yesterday and I just, in the parking lot, turned on Pokemon Go and there was a Jumpluff there and I don't have a Jumpluff. And then all of a sudden I did have a Jumpluff. Oh, nice. Uh, Jumpluff appears to be based on the final stage in the lifespan of a dandelion. Its two hands closely resemble pom-poms and its movements in the console games, such as Pokemon Stadium 2 and Pokemon Coliseum, also bring to mind a cheerleader. Trivia here is uh, at 6.6 pounds. Jumpluff is the lightest Pokemon that has undergone two evolutions. And in Greg's favorite game, Pokemon Coliseum. Woo! The shadows of Jumpluff's spores are square. In addition, the spores are always facing <laughs> the same way relative to the camera. And such, the player is only able to see one side of them. This was fixed in Pokemon XD. And I, I think the the obvious thing is the hop, skip, and jump of Hopip, Skiploom, and Jumpluff. Jumpluff. Yes. And the shiny is so cute. It's such a cute pink. I very, love it. Yeah, it's a very cute pink. I, I don't think Jumpluff is uh very competitive, but its abilities are chlorophyll and leaf guard, and its hidden ability is infiltrator which ignores the target's uh, reflect, light screen, safeguard, and mist. Um, and then in Gen 6 and onward, Infiltrator now allows Pokemon to bypass Substitute and ignore Aurora Veil. And not there you go. a ton of Pokemon can actually learn it. About 20. 20 out of the 800 can. Yeah, I think Hopips um, get a boost on Sun. Because I, I always see a lot of them when it's sunny out. Yeah, yeah, grass boost. Yeah, big, big, big old grass boost. We know when it's bright and sunny and my game warns me I better be safe in this perfectly <laughs> clear, gorgeous day. And then I went out with a, with a tank top on and that appeared to be the mistake. Did you get a nice tan burned. or you just got burned? I got burned. Although luckily my tattoos were covered by the tank top in the oddest way possible. So those did not burn. So for next week, it will be a special episode. Will will actually be here in my house. We hope. So we'll be recording local. Uh, 
So, I, I mean, I, I would say that it should sound better, but I think the show already sounds pretty good, so you probably won't notice an audio difference. But I feel like there is a difference in chemistry when people are all in the same room. And I'll be really aggravated and angry at you for all the horrible <laughs> things you're going to do to me during Pokemon yes. Go Community Fest. Right. That so, is what, that's called podcast gold. So that'll be next week's episode. Uh, it'll be pretty much the crew that goes to Go Fest. We'll come back. We'll record here. Uh, we'll talk about the day. If it was good. If it was bad, what happened? Uh, maybe some interviews. I will be bringing a handheld microphone. Try to get some interviews with people while I'm there. That'll be the plan for next week. If you are at GoFest and you would like to trade, please let me know on Twitter or in Slack or just somehow reach out to me. So I have an ongoing list of people who would like to trade who I want to meet with. So I have your username written down. So I know like, oh, okay, we talked already. We want to trade. I need to make room for you on my friends list, stuff like that. So that that is happening. There are two new, as of this episode, there are two brand new episodes of Alola Vacation in your podcast app if you are a Patreon subscriber at the $5 level. So if you want to hear Irene and I talk about the anime, patreon.com slash it's super effective. At the $5 level, you will get access to all 16 episodes of Alola Vacation. And uh, like I said, I promised four episodes for the month of July. So still two more episodes for this month. And uh, Irene and I do still plan on spending a weekend to get a bunch of episodes recorded we do want to catch up before uh before fall uh for whatever new anime they decide to uh settle on so and if you are a patreon subscriber thank you it is much appreciated uh there was probably a patreon ad that ran at the beginning of this episode or something um and then just a reminder that our eight-year anniversary is in exactly three weeks so Wow. We will probably do something special for that. If you're going to Pokemon Go Fest, I would love to see you. Um, I'm still streaming every day on Twitch. Your friendly Twitch reminder, twitch.tv slash pkmncast. And I think that will wrap up our episode. Greg, where can our listeners find you? Uh, best place to find me is on Twitter, at WhiteWing. Will is at Wash in the Sink. I am at Dragging a Lake. You can follow the podcast on Twitter at Pokemon Podcast. Usually I tell you to rate and review us on iTunes. You can still do that. But uh, if you like Instagram, I've been doing more. There are four Roselia in my house right now. Um, what? If you if you like Instagram uh, and you, you follow the podcast on Twitter, I usually post one Instagram post a day. I'm trying to get my Instagram stuff up. So I post a lot of Pokemon only stuff there now. Maybe the occasional picture of Irene and I, but. Mostly Pokemon stuff. So if you're interested in that, none of those are shiny, Greg. I checked all four. Thank you. I guess I guess my homework for you guys this week is Instagram. Anyways, this has been another episode of the Pokemon Podcast, and we are super effective. Super fluffy. Quick shout out to our producers of this show, 
which include Robert, Kevin, Mason, Watermelon, and Cygnus. Thank you all for listening.